Hello and welcome to our Business Gateway Connection series of podcasts. In this episode, we're starting up a business in challenging times. Now, hopefully we'll help you understand what factors can influence the success of your new business, what resources are available to help you along the way, and more importantly, during a difficult time for all business, how you can cut through it all and get trading. The new normal will be a factor in the way you think about your business, and we'll discuss how Business Gateway can help with your plans. We'll talk about the ways that can push your business forward, what you need to set up to be legal, finance support, training, and more. I'm Danny Gallagher, the Business Gateway Highland Manager. With my team, we cover the whole of the Highlands, an area comparable to the size of Belgium. Both my guests today have a wealth of experience of starting up in business and running their own business. Rachel Henretti is the owner of Mademoiselle Macron. Rachel lived in Paris for a year and brought back the idea of starting her own business, making and selling Macrons. Now making up to 20,000 a week and with four staff, the business is going from strength to strength. And also with us today is Keith Elric. Keith is a Business Gateway Advisor in Lanarkshire and there's not much he doesn't know about the resources available to start up a business. Hello to you both. Hello. Hello, Danny. Rachel, so Paris, I'm told, was a catalyst for you setting up your business. How did you know that starting a business was going to be right for you? Wow, well, I think 12-year-old me actually knew starting a, a business was for me. I used to do Avon um, Beauty when I was 12, um, start them young, um, and I did that over in Erskine near Glasgow and kind of just hustled ever since. And then having I did an English and French degree um, at university, which was just about reading books, so not very practical. Um, and I been living in Paris as part of that, learning the language, happened to go to a wee cookery school, um, came back, finished the degree and thought, macarons it is, sort of. <laughs> After a few failed interviews trying to get a quote-unquote uh, proper job. So you were an Avon lady and that's seen a resurgence as well. <laughs> yeah, aha. Uh-huh. Um, don't knock Avon, it's great. <laughs> So, Keith, starting a business at any time takes guts and determination, as we know. But during a crisis, which has now turned into an economic nightmare, what guidance could you give to someone who's starting up? Hi, Danny. Um, yeah, we found, um, I'm a startup advisor in, in Business Gateway in Lanarkshire, and we found that demand for starting a business obviously just disappeared off a cliff um, in sort of middle of March. No one wanted to start a business for very understandable reasons. Um, so a lot of our time was spent advising on, on the help to keep businesses going. So it went from a startup advisor advisory role to a sort of sustainable um, advisory role. Uh, but the, the startup tab is definitely on again, uh, and lots and lots of the demands, requests, inquiries are all coming in, um, the, the way things were before this, if you like. Um, so the Business Gateway resources um, are and, and always have been free of charge. They're, they're, they're 100% subsidised through your council tax. So advice, guidance, help, questions answered, and the sort of the step-by-step when you're a startup advisor, um, it's about putting this, the steps in place. What is required? What is the onus on you? What is your? Uh, what are your um, responsibilities um, to the taxman and to yourself and um, to start up business? Um, so that the business gateway uh, advisory service is still very much on the go, um, certainly across Lanarkshire, and uh, we're finding that demand is. I wouldn't have said 
as high as it's ever been, but it's certainly much, much higher than it's been over the past three months, noticeably so just now, because I think people are seeing, you know, that we're coming out of the, the lockdown now, we're coming out of recession, shops are opening up. Yes, yeah, social distancing is going to be the new normal for the foreseeable in future, I think, which is which is no bad thing. But it's not standing in the way um, anymore of people saying, right, okay, there's still business to be done out there. Rachel, you must have accessed uh, a number of resources through Business Gateway, I would imagine. What, what kind of resources well are available to you? Wow, I mean, it's not just specific resources, but for me, it's really been the signposting. So my um, advisor is Evan McLean. I love Evan. He's like an, a, kind of like an adopted uncle. Um, uh, and that moment where, you know, you panic about like, oh, this has happened and you give him a call, just that in itself, like 15 minutes of your time as advisors just puts the world to rights as far as I'm concerned. Um, but Evan specifically helped with signposting us to the Buy Design Grant. Um, that money helped us redesign our packaging. So it's almost plastic free entirely, helping um, the planet. Um, making us a more sustainable business uh, we also have had help with uh, getting uh, trademarks on our logo what else have we had i mean i honestly we've had so much help did you attend any of the workshops i did yes although i think because i was a wee bit younger when i started my business i was about 23 24 um it kind of was the princess trust as well as business gateway so um some some old finance workshop was very useful back in the day but now it's all digital with zero packages and free agent which is great keith what other tools are available then through the business gateway network danny there's a whole raft of, of free support um anybody interacting with business gateway gets two forms of support they got one-to-one -one potentially with an advisor um such as myself or one of my many colleagues all over the length of breadth of scotland or they can attend we, call, we used to call them seminars, we're now calling them webinars because they're being run remotely. It's a Zoom call, all they need is an internet connection and a phone or a laptop and all topics, all startup topics, it's not only startup, it's growth as well. So how, how do you go about financing your business? How do you go about managing the finance in your business? How do you market your business and if you're going to market it, what ways are best for your business? Um, identifying your target market is a, is a good start. Writing a business plan one of the webinars we run. There's loads and loads and loads. I was looking on the, the Business Gateway page just the, the other day, bgateway.com forward slash events, and there was 314 um, events currently being run. And that's up and down the length of breadth of Scotland. And I, I would absolutely encourage anybody interested in business or any, you don't have to have an advisor to, to be able to access these, um, but um, absolutely fantastic. And, and for, for the price you pay, um, in other words, nothing. Um, there's, no, there's no real better value. So, guys, here's a leading question for you both. Should someone quit their day job or are there other ways that you could maybe start a business? <laughs> Who wants to kick <laughs> off? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go first, Rachel, if you want, and let you, you think about it. Um, that's uh, a $64,000 question. I know lots of people who come to see me um, don't quit their job straight away. Um, and there's obvious benefits to not quitting your job um, because you've got your job in the background, you're earning a wage, and whatever that wage is, self-employment is very unlikely to, to, to eat too much into that, depending on your startup costs, obviously, if it's a startup cost. If you're putting a chip van on the road or, or starting with premises, then it's a bit more of a serious consideration. But if it's a sort of lifestyle or more um, uh, casual business, doing meals, walking dogs, cutting grass, being a handyman, for instance, a self-employed job, in addition to your 
real job in quotes um, is just extra money for it. It's extra gravy. Yes, you've got to work more hours than you do currently, but flexibility, testing the market, lots of benefits. Uh, I, I would recommend that it's not absolutely necessary to, to quit your job and jump full hard uh, full, uh, force into uh, your self-employed job. That wasn't necessarily your story, Rachel, was it? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Um, I had been um, an, a graduate or an adult, a pretend adult, um, for about nine months after graduating, and I was working part-time um, in an organisation called Women's Enterprise Scotland, and they couldn't offer me full-time hours, so I was always going for interviews. I wanted to go into sort of marketing or journalism, publishing, something um, to do with words, because uh, that was my degree. Um, and I, I had spent, by this point, um, I'd spent over a £1,000 travelling to interviews, um, somewhere in London, Glasgow, Edinburgh, um, and I just thought I have to I have to at least try and see if I can earn some extra money so at the weekends I was working um at farmers markets I would make the macarons during the week um and sell them on uh Saturdays and it, it, it only took a couple of weeks before I just took the jump because I had nothing to lose and I think that you know these are challenging times and what you're going to find is that that's sort of typical traditional mentality um definitely what my parents thought <laughs> was you know get a safe job you know full-time safe job but no jobs are really safe now you know this is what covid has has done so it's taken that fear away from some people and a lot of people might find themselves in a position of necessity where they have to start the business and in doing so might find that what was i scared of all along <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so just when we're talking about your products, just describe a macaron. Oh well, um, uh, for me, a French macaron is like biting into a cloud of happiness and being transported <laughs> to the Champs Elysees. Um, I do have some macarons. I should always be in reach of some, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, so this is just a, a vanilla one there. Um, they're made of egg whites, icing sugar, ground almonds, and filled with anything from an iron brew filling to salted caramel, raspberry. Um, but they're, they're a gluten-free treat, so that's great for celiacs. And we've got lovely gift boxes, and they're just a, a perfect gift opportunity and indulgence. And now you've changed your business somewhat, and we, we're going to talk just briefly about the new normal. So had you already predicted there was going to be something on the horizon when you suddenly just became e-commerce? Uh, I'm going to say yes, actually. <laughs> I am Mystic Meg, and I predicted this. Um, essentially what happened in 2018, we were forced with a hike in our shop rent. We were, had a shop in the centre of Edinburgh, and it was going up quite significantly. And at the same time, we were running all our production and our web orders and wholesale orders from our industrial unit in Leith. And so you're faced with this hike in, um, in rent and think, is it worth it? And so we just closed the shop. And yes, we did open up another retail sort of pop-up um, in Edinburgh Airport and in Edinburgh Waverley Shopping Mall. But we closed them both. Uh, having trialled them, having enjoyed the experience, but decided at the end of January this year that e-commerce was the way to go and we haven't really looked back. And the focus, where the focus goes, the money flows. So we've grown uh -huh. since then. Keith, do you think now digital is obviously the way forward, given what has happened? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's it's just grown and grown and grown, Danny. Um, um, social media has got a much, much bigger grasp than, and it's just snowballing. Um, you know, we used to say social media five years ago, folk were talking about Facebook or possibly LinkedIn, and now there's Pinterest and there's TikTok and there's Twitter and there's loads and loads and loads of social media outlets. Um, digital marketing, the success stories that I see in Lanarkshire, and I'm sure uh, are reflected all across um, in the UK of just businesses who are only trading online. There's no retail outlet, so you're saving your, your rent and your rates there. Um, and yes, you're going to be fairly busy with packaging and trips to the post office or a courier, but digital sales, um, as long as you, you sell us up the type of object that can be safely couriered and it's not going to arrive battered or broken or you're selling raw meat, for instance, um, is is absolutely the, the way forward. And I don't think it shows any sign of slowing down at all. Definitely not. Certainly, we noticed a huge success in our digital boost programs uh, and, and now more so that the, the webinars. So um, that's been a real positive. Rachel, I was uh, just going to ask you something. Um, we uh, at Business Gateway deal with a lot of sole traders. At what stage do you realise that you're going to have to take on staff and everything associated with that? Um, so I actually, looking back, started taking on staff earlier than I uh, thought I would. I So every Saturday I would stand at a farmer's market at the top of Leith Walk and I wanted to also have a Saturday market stall in the grass market. So I hired someone to go and represent Mademoiselle Macaron um, then and that was maybe, ooh, like 10 weeks in, um, not long, I guess. I didn't think about it. I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> Been a consistent theme at Mademoiselle Macaron. Just do it. It'll work itself out. Yeah, okay. So you've got four full-time staff. And, and do you employ part-time staff during busy times? When is that? How, how does that all operate? At the moment, we have. Um, the latest count, we actually have five part-time and five time, um, so it's enough. Does it form a weight on your shoulders that you're responsible for employees? I mean, we sometimes would get that. Um, Keith will probably say that as well, that, you know, some folk get to the stage where they've built their business so far, and then they say, well, if I, and if I need to build it further, I, I'm going to be responsible for employee so I, I just wonder if you, you I mean you didn't even have second thoughts about it no I didn't and I think that there's quite a, a degree of sort of young naivety about that um I was just along for the ride um I think now seven years later um and I do feel the pressure about growing the team um and also just the pressure of of being that kind of leader and and not being able to be your buddy with your staff you have to develop that barrier and it took me a very long time to develop that um, and be more professional with my team so I found that really hard and then with furlough I just burst into tears in front of everyone because I just didn't want anyone to be upset or affected but we managed to get everyone back so it's okay. Keith I guess you can help with team building. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Business Gateway, uh, we, we offer a lot of support for, for people thinking of or, or starting to employ people. We run a very good uh, seminar called Becoming an Employer, um, which is obviously, it's run, well, down in our neck of the woods, it's run by um, a, a lecturer 
in from one of the, the local universities, an HR specialist who comes in and talks about the, the, the obligations on you, the benefits, but, you know, um, and Rachel makes a very, very good point about especially younger business starts who find their business getting more successful and so successful they, they can't take the, the full workload on themselves, so it's about delegating responsibility, but said Rachel highlighted it perfectly, you have to make the barrier, it's not just your buddy that you've known since school, or it's no longer your buddy, it's, it's your, 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 you know, he's a member of staff now, um, and therefore has to respect the chain of command and, and, and what's been delegated to him, and the full um, responsibilities come along with that. Um, but for built for employment and for, for getting help with that, um, the, both the councils, uh, North and South Lanarkshire Council where I work, have got good um, help available for, for employment, good um, financial support and training support as well. Um, so it takes a bit of the burden, the financial burden off somebody thinking of, of bringing staff members on. Yeah. Rachel, what next for Mademoiselle Macaron? I mean, I'd, I'd like a wee break. A wee holiday would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think for us, we um, so our biggest challenge right now coming out of lockdown is that our largest clients who order sort of in the tens of thousands um, of macarons a month are who aren't paying their overdue invoices. I'm sitting facing a um, statement for two of our largest clients and it's it's totaling about 36,000 pounds um, of overdue invoices. And for me, that just says, you know, at the time I thought going wholesale and selling as many units as possible to one person at one time was a great way to grow. But now seeing the growth in e-commerce, um, I've decided that we're gonna focus on our digital presence and our marketing. And, and forming a community with our customers. So although we can't see them face to face, there's still very much the opportunity to create that community with customers. Well, Rachel, uh, Keith and I, I'm sure we wish you all the best. Absolutely. Um, with Mademoiselle Macaron. And uh, thank you for joining us today. And also uh, thanks to Keith Elric from Business Gateway Lanarkshire. You can listen to this podcast and other Business Gateway Connections episodes at bgateway.com forward slash connections dash podcast. I hope you'll join me for that. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>